podcast. This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and it is Tuesday. So we have a little bit of our week left, and then we have Christmas, and I think a lot of us are looking forward to that. We talked about it ad nauseum here, just thinking about the different things that we have to look forward to for Christmas and why so many people are really looking to to kind of get away from everything and just be able to relax a little bit. So I'm not really going to focus on that, but I am going to focus on some of the things that have been reselling and some of the things that have been coming out and kind of see where this goes. But today we did have the Nike Dunk High Purple. I don't know if that's the official name of the shoe. really didn't look too much at that. But they were a women's sized shoe and really, really decent looking colorway. I didn't really expect to like the purple colorway as much as I did, but looking at it and seeing the ice blue sole on these shoes and then the purple and white uppers they just looked really really clean and i like the shoe a decent bit i ended up going for it on several devices ended up missing on all of them but it is what it is that's kind of what you get when you go for a shoe on the sneakers app you lose a lot more than you win and you kind of just have to take the good and the bad so it was a decent day for shoe releases if you were able to cop and then outside of, of those coming out we really didn't have too many things coming out that have been really major uh, kind of things to target. Really haven't seen too many things today that I've been super excited about. And maybe that's because I was super busy at work and I really didn't have too much time to check anything out. But just for the most part, things have, have slowed a decent bit for me, mainly because I sold out of a lot of the really, really good products I have. And I do have some, but I think that as we approach Christmas and being two days out or three days out, I guess, being Tuesday today, I think that people are kind of slowing down with Christmas buying for the extremely hot items that they want to have for Christmas. Unless they're offering one or two day shipping, it's really not going to matter because, well, if they're not getting it for Christmas, what's the point of getting it at all? And so that is a dangerous game to play. I am sitting on still a decent amount of products, nothing too crazy, nothing too out of the ordinary, but I am reconsidering my inventory and my holding strategies. And I entered a lot of new inventory into my spreadsheet, which I will be completely redoing at the beginning of the year and actually moving it to an online source called Airtable, which is a really, really nice way to keep track of things. But just looking at the, looking at kind of what I want to move into, looking and seeing what a lot of people are doing, I like the sneaker game a lot for these brick flips that people are doing, where people are going, they are investing in shoes to hold for a couple months, and then they're flipping them. And if you can get a consistent amount of of shoes like that, where you're holding, you're stocking up, and then you're flipping, you can make a ton of money. And it really just, you're only limited by your space at that point. If you can fit the shoes in your apartment, in your house, in your warehouse, whatever you have, if you can fit the shoes there, you're golden. You can, you, you're fine, right? Because as, as many things as you can fit there, you can store. And that's really the limiter here because they're not that expensive. They they are expensive for the average person, right? Nobody wants to go spend 200 bucks on a pair of shoes unless you really, really love them. But a lot of these shoes that are brick flips are, are anywhere between 100 and 200 bucks. But think about it. I mean, some of these shoes you're netting, you're going double. They're double ups. And it's, it's something where you're looking at it going, well, that's a crazy return on investment there, and you don't really see that too often. Now, not all shoes do that, but if you hold some of these shoes from time to time, they will double up, and it's crazy to see how in in maybe a few months to even a year's time, your investment of $100 or $200 doubles to 200 or 400 bucks, and you're just kind of 
you're just kind of sitting there with a, a very solid investment. And so I see a lot of people doing this. I see a lot of people holding shoes. One of the guys that I actually talked to a, a little bit, he holds, he wants to hold like, it was something crazy, like 500 pairs by the end of 2021 or a thousand pairs by the end of the crazy, crazy amounts of shoes. But that's what people do. And as you start to make more money, you have more money to reinvest. And then as you have more money to reinvest back into sneakers, you can continue to grow and grow and grow your, your, inventory and then as it gains and appreciates in value you can flip that and and really make a decent amount of money and we're talking i mean a lot like people aren't just getting one or two pairs of shoes to hold they're buying clips of like 30 50 100 pairs of shoes and they're not bad shoes like they're really good looking shoes like the jordan 11 jubilees or the a lot of jordan 1 mids are doing well jordan 1 lows are doing extremely well right now especially in really, really clean colorways. So you see people that are just holding these shoes and it really ends up working out for them because they make a ton of money. And they're, like I said, they're only limited by their space. Eventually they hit a point where they have so much capital where you're obviously not going to dump something crazy into a product unless you really, really believe in it. And and that would have been the time to strike this year on things like Playstations and Xboxes, where I watched somebody drop 50K on Playstations and just, I mean, if you just even sold those on StockX, it's an easy 20K. Easy, very easy. So imagine if you were selling those on eBay and stuff, you would have been moving product, making about four or 500 bucks a clip and probably made somewhere between 50, uh, you would have doubled up your money at least and probably made around 50K on that 50K investment. So that's that's a crazy, crazy amount. And obviously that's somebody who really, really knows their stuff and knows what they're doing, but it's just awesome to see people be able to do things like that where they're able to really make a business for themselves and and like i said just one night one night i watched somebody hit 121 playstations on a restock and it's just crazy because that's like i said 50k right there that, that guy easily could have made 50k so just think about that a little bit think about the scalability of that you don't have that at a regular job and you don't really have that ability at the the nine to five the type of job where you're just stuck behind a desk or or something where you can't you can't make more money for yourself unless you're doing something like working overtime or something like that. But outside of those things, you can't really improve your financial, uh, your financial, I, I guess, like point of living. Because what what happens is you get stuck trying to get promoted, and promotions aren't as frequent as we would like. And for me, I'm somebody who likes to who likes to work for what they or earn what they work for. And so for me, it's incredible to see that if you put in the right work and and the right work being you're investing in the right types of products and you're putting your money where it needs to go to be able to buy. And and that takes a lot of work to do research, to to have a lot of experience in knowing whether to go all in on the product or not and how much to put where and and that kind of a thing. And I'm learning. I'm learning a decent bit. I'm learning where to put my money in in little doses and where to really strike and put as much as I can into something uh, to the point where I'm, I'm kind of throwing money on my credit cards and just selling things out and then reinvesting that money and stuff it's it's i've learned a lot in this past two years but there's still so much and there are different learning curves to this where you end up you end up kind of deciding when a product is good to go all in on and when not to but the reason i say you need to be investing in the right types of things because you can i mean you can be reinvesting all your money and stuff like that but 
if you're reinvesting it in the wrong products, you're just going to lose money. And that's something that I've seen a lot this year, a lot in my own business, just stupid things. I, I've spent a ton of money on things that I shouldn't have. I've wasted several, several hundreds, if not thousands of dollars just on bad products or different services that weren't really necessary. And so I'm trying to lean into the things that have been working for me a lot more in 2021, which 2020 was just a year for me to taste a lot of things. And I think that that's going to continue in 2021 as well. Just trying to narrow down, okay, here's the things that I've tasted and here's the things that I like a lot, as in uh, here's maybe something with the stock market I enjoy investing in, or here's something with sneakers that I've learned that I really, really think could be scalable. And then really hammer those things hard, but then continue to, on the side, continue to taste other sorts of businesses, other sorts of business models, other sorts of ways to make money and continue to learn because you see so many resellers get stuck in a in a trap of believing that they are safe with whatever they're reselling. And I think that's extremely, extremely foolish because markets tank out all the time. I mean, I watch it every every single time that I go for a product. You see products tank out instantly and it's why. Well, okay, the manufacturer made a ton more or well, that's no longer a popular thing. Or, well, it's Christmas and the items that you're trying to sell were really popular in the days of December 1st through December 21st, but now it's three days till Christmas and nobody can get the product in time, so why even bother, right? It, just little things that can completely tank the value of a product. So just keep this kind of stuff in mind because I see so many people go, well, I only do vintage. It's like, well, great. That's great that you do vintage until vintage is no longer cool. And it's now the 2000s and you're you're not really like, now what? Now you have to learn a whole new thing. And that's great. But you just, you never really know what are you going to do when you're stuck with all this other stuff. So it's like, that's great. But I think that learning so many other sorts of markets or, or the people that are doing like used clothing and stuff, that's another thing. What about when all the thrift stores got shut down? Like there's just being stuck in one market is very difficult because once one thing happens to that market, it kind of rocks your world. And it's like, well, now what do I do for money? And so to be able to constantly have something to be working on. And I think that that's the really the big thing here because I found myself getting in really, really slow points in the fall. And it was like September, October, and even some points of November, things were extremely slow for me because I had sneakers. I had things but I was trying to learn so much with sneakers and and how to get more pairs of sneakers and stuff like that which was fine but I didn't have anything else to go up to go on and so it was like buy up as many products as I could that I saw that were coming out whenever they came out and then a lot of those some of them ended up being bad some of them ended up being good and then with sneakers it was like okay get as many pairs as I can but when those things weren't happening when I couldn't find the products that I was looking for when sneakers weren't being released it was like well now what do I do and I should have spent that time learning. And that's the biggest thing for me right now. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts right now, trying to see what smart and successful people do, because that's really my biggest, my biggest kind of push right now is what do the smart people do? Because clearly we're not born with some sort of intuition on how to make money or how to be financially fit or, or any of these terms that you, you hear people use that really have their financials together. And it's like, well, how do we do this? And so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts from people that do real estate and people that do all sorts of things like stock investing and people that do all sorts of things like just reselling in general. And, and there's so much to unpack from a lot of people. But what I see consistently and one of the best things I've heard is that the, the people that really make a lot of money and like the billionaires, the people that, that they know, they know they know what they're doing. Like everybody knows that Bill Gates knows what he's doing. He's one of the smartest people that's ever started a business. And, you know, just things like that. They are incredible learners. And that's something to me that struck me as bizarre because you think that these people are born 
geniuses. And in a lot of cases, some people are. Look at Elon Musk, okay? I'm not going out there and ever making, I'm an engineer. I'm not going out there and ever making an electric car. I could barely make a car that ran on a spring whenever I had to make one for shop class in college. So like that's probably never going to happen. And I can guarantee you it's never going to happen because I have no desire to do that. But what I do have a desire to do is have a business. And you look at what, you look at what these other people do, people that are just normal people and, and what do they have to do? They have to learn, right? They have to, they have to go to school or they have to go to uh, some sort of apprenticeship type thing or some sort of thing where they have to learn uh, like a ton of stuff. And I always kind of figured that these people that made tons and tons of money, they were just kind of born really smart and kind of had it all together. And what I've been finding out is that a lot of these people are incredible learners, incredible readers, and really have a zeal for learning more about their craft, about other crafts, about things that could make them better workers, things that could make them more efficient, things that could help them in business, help them in their personal life. They're just they're just on top of the game, and that's why they make so much money. And so for me, that kind of struck me as a, a very different way of looking at things because if you kind of just realize that even the, the smartest people in the world, the people that have these big businesses, the people that are making millions and billions of dollars each year, these people are, are still just kind of, they're, they're what's the word? They, they just really, their craft is learning. That, that's kind of the biggest thing. Their craft is learning more about things that could help them out in business and help them out in life. When you realize that that's kind of what they're pushing for, that kind of puts things in a different perspective. And so for me, I'm going to be spending a lot of time learning this year as well because there's so much to learn. There's there's almost countless ways to make money, right? I mean, think about it. I'm, I, I made money selling coffee mugs from a garage sale. I made money selling a random clock that I found at a thrift store that ran off of ball bearings and batteries. And somehow it told you the time based off the ball bearings. I don't know. I made like 200 bucks on that thing. And it's like, okay, well, if you could make money doing that, you can probably make money doing anything because that's like one of the most bizarre ways to make money at all, let alone $200. I bought a clock at a thrift store and somebody bought it for 200 bucks and it wasn't like an antique clock. It was just this really bizarre looking thing that I had no idea was worth any money. Bought it for six bucks and flipped it for 250. Like, like that's, that's insane. And so the point is that there's so many other ways out there to make money, not just reselling, not just flipping. And I'm going to continue to resell for, I mean, into perpetuity, I'd imagine. But I do want to find these other ways of making money because each one of them plays and they play very well if you know how to work at them. If you know how to do print on demand or if you know how to do real estate or you know how to do any of these different sorts of income streams, they're very, very good and they supplement each other well so that when your print on demand business gets slow, you can go over to your the things you've been learning through stocks and maybe invest a little bit and see, okay, well, here's here's some things that look like they're going to be very, very profitable in the upcoming months. Um, or here's a, a new IPO that came out that looks like it's going to absolutely destroy and I really believe firmly in it or, or any of these different things. And so as one thing gets slow, another thing picks up, picks up in reselling or just kind of in making money in general and having more, more different avenues that you can take to make money it just helps you as a person helps you as a business person to be able to make more money for yourself as you go on so that's something i'm going to be focusing on in the upcoming year and it kind of just struck me today that if i'm not constantly bettering myself and improving kind of like how your money when it sits in a bank account loses value you're kind of getting worse at what you're doing because there's always other people that are, are learning improving themselves and if all the other people are getting better than you're by just default getting worse because they're they're already the standards moved up so 
that's just something where I'm thinking about how do I make myself better at reselling? How do I make myself better at uh, just being a person? <laughs> like, just how do I how do I get things more organized? How do I get more time in with my family? That kind of thing, and all of those things play into how you're going to be able to make more money and and really dominate the upcoming year. So that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I've been focusing on recently, and I'm going to be doing a lot more reading, a lot more studying, and a lot more just kind of being in the in the different research kind of mindset for 2021 as well as trying to make a lot of money just reselling as well see how see how much i can run that up as well so it's going to be an interesting year but i'm just thinking a lot thinking a lot forward and what can i do in upcoming year that i didn't do this year too that i wish i would have done and if you just go and think about those things those may be the things that you need to do in 2021 that you didn't do this year those may be the things that transform your business or take you to that next level so hopefully that helps it's just really kind of an out there type of thing for me right now that I've been thinking about though but just something to get myself prepped up for the upcoming year what am I going to do when the the clock resets on a new year and, and what am I going to do and when things kind of come to a close in 2021 in December is there going to be something that I'm regretting that I wish I had done and so I'm trying to think those things through and, and eliminate any of those possibilities so that I can get to the end of next year and be as as happy as I am with this year, but be that happy next year and even more so. So that being said, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. If you guys do get any value from this podcast whatsoever, you just wanna go to the Apple Podcast app, scroll down and hit the five-star review. I'd really, really appreciate that. If you wanna leave me a review as well, I read them all. So I do really appreciate that. And it would really help me reach more people with this podcast and be able to kind of teach reselling to more people, hopefully get more people involved with it. And if there's somebody out there that kind of needs to make a buck or two to help their family out, or maybe just wants to make some money to uh, spend on themselves or a loved one. I mean, that's, that's kind of what this is about, not just making a business, but also helping those around you and stuff. So that really helps me reach people. And if you would do that, I really appreciate it. But with that being said, I'm going to go. So you guys have a good rest of your Tuesday and I'll talk to you tomorrow on Wednesday with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.